We're so happy you're joining us on our Brentwood Church podcast. To find out more about Brentwood, go to brentwoodchurch.org. During this episode, Pastor John shares a great message that we pray will lead you to new and deeper levels with Jesus Christ. So open up your Bible or Bible app and grab a notebook or simply listen along. Amen. You may have a seat. Welcome to the best Sunday ever. And I believe that. I believe that. Yeah, you can cheer for that. You can celebrate that. Today, of course, is Easter Sunday. Today is the day that we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, That is a very critical point of our faith our belief and followership in Jesus Christ, because Jesus rose from the dead. That means that who he claimed to be, the son of the living God, is true, because only the son of the living God could raise from the dead. And because he raised from the dead, and because he is who he says he is, we can believe that the Bible is who he says he is, because Jesus quoted the Bible a lot. He talked about the people of the Bible, the prophets, the priests, the patriarchs, as they were real people who were a part of a grander story that God was telling. And that's really what we want to talk about today, how that grander story begins, how that grander story continues, and how that grander story culminates. And it culminates today because not only is it Easter Sunday, it is Baptism Sunday, which I love. Yeah, you can share for that too. What is What is baptism? Let's talk about this for a second. Baptism is a physical outward symbol of life change, transformation, and victory. Life change, transformation, and victory. Now, what do you mean by that? Because there's a lot of things that can change your life. There's a lot of things that can transform your thinking. There's a lot of things that can give you victory. We're talking about a certain kind of victory. What victory? What victory are we talking about today, and what victory will we celebrate today? It is the victory over sin, evil, and death that is only possible because God, our Heavenly Father, made it possible through Jesus Christ. 25 years ago this week, I sat in a balcony on Easter Sunday. My mind and my heart were in chaos And so was my family. My dad had just completed 28 days in an addiction rehab. I didn't know if my parents' marriage was going to stay together. Meanwhile, at 17 years old, I had tried religion. If I could just be good enough, if I could just be smart enough, if I could just be religious enough, maybe God would love me. Maybe he would be for me. But I realized that I could never get my stuff together enough. And so I decided, why even bother? Why even try? And so I started to resist God and eventually ran and rebelled against God and went my own way after my own appetites, after my own cravings, after everything that the world would offer me. And by the time I was 17 years old, I was completely empty, and everything that had been stable in my life was now completely shattered and in chaos. But there I was on an Easter Sunday, just like we always had been because that's what we did. We got all dressed up and we went to Easter Sunday. But that day, that day, 
God, through his spirit and through the good news of Jesus Christ, he clarified something in my heart and mind that I could not do on my own. He said, I am for you. And here's how for you I am. That I would give my one and only son, Jesus Christ, to pay for your sin because you could never pay for it yourself. You could never get your stuff together enough. That I would eliminate the power of evil in your life, the sin cycles in your life and other people's and the results of that. And that fear, that fear of the unknown, what happens after I die? I'm gonna defeat that too. And all of it's going to be a gift that I give you through my one and only son, Jesus Christ. I don't know if you've ever felt like that before. If you've ever felt like, is anybody really for me? Maybe you blew something up. Maybe you dropped the ball. Maybe you walked in and everybody turned and said, yeah, it's your fault that this happened. And you have felt that sense of rejection and defeat. You have sensed that maybe in a broken marriage. Maybe you've sensed that in the loss of a job. Maybe you've sensed that in the loss of your faith. Maybe you've sensed that when your body started falling apart over a, an ailment or a disease. Maybe you started feeling that sense of defeat. God, are you really for me? I think today that some of you are here and you've either known what it means to feel that soul level defeat. I don't know if anybody is for me. Or maybe today you're feeling that very way. Maybe just like me 25 years ago, you came and you said, I'm gonna give this another shot. But I don't know if these songs and this sermon and these stories can really convince me. Here's what I want you to do right here and right now. I just want you to open your heart and open your mind because God will give you the clarity you need. And that's exactly what a group of people who believed and followed Jesus 2,000 years ago needed from one of their leaders, the Apostle Paul. In Romans chapter eight, he's writing this group of believers and he's saying, hey, I wanna share something with you in your discouragement. I know you feel defeated right now because your neighbors don't like you because you're following after Jesus. I know you feel defeated right now because not everything has worked out the way you wanted it to. I know you feel defeated right now and you feel discouraged right now. But let me remind you of something and I think it's the same thing he wants to remind us of today. What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since he did not spare even his own son, but gave him up for us all, us all, not just certain people, but us all, won't he also give us everything else? He gave his son. He is for you. He's for you. He's for you when other human beings can't be for you. In their own limitations, in their own frailty, in their own expectations of you that you cannot meet. They can't always be for you. They try to be. We try to be there for. But here's what Paul says. God is for you. Nobody, no thing can be against you. And he proves it this way. By giving his one and only son, Jesus Christ to defeat sin, evil, and death. And you're like, can you imagine that? Can you imagine laying on a hospital bed? Can you imagine sitting there and your body is falling apart and the doctors have said you're going to die, your blood is fighting you, your organs are shutting down, and a father walks in 
And he says, I have good news for you in this bad news moment. We're going to give you a blood transfusion. And we have an organ donor who is going to transform your body. And you will be healthy again. And you will be alive and again. You will walk out of this hospital. And you look at this father and you say, how is this possible? And why would you even do this? And he says, it's not anything that you can do. It's what I'm going to do for you. And he introduces his one and only son into that hospital room. And he says, I've asked my son to give you his blood and to give you his organs. And he is willing to give up his life. And you pause and you say, but wait a minute, what about him? And this father who only has one son says, he's gonna be okay, but you need to be okay. And he's willing to give his life so that you can be okay. That is what Paul is saying in this moment. God is so for you that he would give his one and only son to give you new life here and now and for all eternity. That he would give me new life here and now and for all eternity. That changes everything. That takes us from a mindset of defeat. How am I gonna get my stuff together? Is it religion? Is it rebellion? Is it resistance? Is it running from God? What am I gonna do to God has done it for me? He has given his one and only son. What does he say? He says, since he did not spare his, even his own son, but gave him up for us all, won't he also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for his own? No one, for God himself has given us right standing with himself. You are right with God. I am right with God because of what Jesus Christ has done. Who then condemns us? No one. For Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us. And he is sitting in the place of honor at God's right hand, pleading for us. Think about that for a second. Jesus Christ is pleading for us before our heavenly father. And he is saying, he's all good. She's all good. That one's with us. You've taken care of that. You've taken care of that. You've taken care of that. And that's really what these stories of baptism are a reminder of. They are a reminder that we've all been in a place where we've rebelled against God, where we've resisted God, where we've chosen religion, and it all came up empty. And then one day, God sent a voice, a person, a message to us that clarified for us once for all who Jesus is and what God is willing to do for us. Two things this tells us. Number one, God is for us. God is for us. Think about this. God doesn't just like you. God doesn't just tolerate you. There are people in my life that tolerate me. There are people in my life that like me. There are people who will say, okay, it's okay that he's here. That's not who God is. God is saying, hey, I want John at the party. I want Jill at the party. I want Bill in the family. And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get him here. I'm willing to do whatever it takes to get her here. 
God is for us. And I think some of you needed to hear that today because you don't feel that way. You don't think that way. You don't think that God could forgive you of the sin cycle that keeps beating you up and defeating you season after season after season. I'm here to tell you that God is for you. You are a winner because God has made you victorious through Jesus Christ. The other thing this tells us is Jesus' victory is our victory. Jesus' victory is our victory. Jesus rose from the dead three days after he hung on a cross. After he hung on a cross for your sins and my sins. Somebody had to pay for it. Somebody had to take on sin, evil, and death on an eternal level. And God said, my son will do it because you can never do it. And three days later, he rose from the dead. And Jesus proclaims to us, my resurrection is your resurrection. You never have to be intimidated by evil and you never have to be fearful of death because death is just a portal into an eternal family with God. That's what we came to celebrate this morning. That's what we came to see in the stories of our friends and our brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. If you are here today and you don't believe in God and you don't believe in Jesus, I am so glad that you're here today because I think that you're gonna hear something and some things are gonna get clear for you. Some things are gonna get compelling for you and you're gonna take a step into a newfound faith that you never thought possible on your own reason, on your own logic because God, is chasing after you. I'm gonna tell you why he's chasing after you. Because he is for you. Infinity ago, he thought you up. He put you in this place in history. He put you in that family. Yes, that crazy family. And he reared you up in that family. And he brought you here today with a name and a story. And he says, look, I know that your story has been tough. I know you've struggled through self-doubt. I know you struggled through that season not knowing if I was there. I know you weren't convinced that I even existed. I know you went through that depression. I know you went through that sickness. I know you went through that divorce. I know you went through that cancer, but I was with you the whole time. I am for you. I'm for you. That's what today is. We are victorious. We don't have to walk around in defeat. Last week was spring break for my family and we went down to Myrtle Beach where my in-laws live and we took a bunch of friends with us and they have kids, my kids age and I decided to organize a three-on-three tournament, basketball tournament. And the first day we played about five or six games and I lost every single game that I played. And I was defeated and my bones were hurting. I was beat up. I went to bed that night and I said, this will never happen again. (laughs) And so the next day, I switched the teams around. (laughs) I won every single game. I hate to lose. I hate it. And I know some of you know what I'm talking about. I don't even like a culture of losing. I think some of you, though, have gotten to a place 
where you've just convinced yourself that you're a loser. You've just convinced yourself that this sin is going to have its way in your life. You just convince yourself that this pain is just going to be your pain, that this depression is just going to be your depression. You're going to hear some stories today, though, of transformation, of what happens when Jesus is embraced, when Jesus is invited into transformation of the heart and mind. Paul finishes this thought. He says, can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean he no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity and are persecuted or hungry or destitute or in danger or threatened with death? He's asking this rhetorical question. He's like, look, I know where you are. I know what you're struggling with right now. I know you're hurting right now. Does it mean that Christ doesn't love you because you're going through this? As the scriptures say, for your sake, we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. Translation. Life is a struggle sometimes. Every day we wake up to this struggle. We live in a fatal fall in an unfair world, and yet God invaded it by sending his one and only son, Jesus Christ. And what does Paul say? No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loves us. Overwhelming victory. What does that mean? It means he ran up the score. It means that there's no way Sin, evil, and death can come back. It means when you go into the halftime, the speech is just this. It's already won. It's already won. And I think some of you needed to hear that today. It's already won. We are victorious. Two things. Jesus' victory reminds us that God gets the last word. There have been times in my life where I needed to know that again all over again. I would love to tell you that 25 years ago when I got up from that moment and I gave my life to believe and follow Jesus, that everything got perfect, that all my relationships were perfect, that all the circumstances of my life just worked out for me. But I could tell you in the last 25 years, I've gone through depression, I've gone through heartache, I've gone through illness that almost killed me, I've gone through struggles in my marriage, I've gone through struggles with my children but I'm always reminded in these moments that the victory has already been won. Yeah, come on, come on, somebody got it, somebody got it, you got it, you know what I'm talking about. And listen, listen, that's what you're gonna see today in these stories, that victory has already won. Baptism is a picture of victory. That's what it is. It's a picture of all this, it's a picture of saying, look, I have been in this place where I chose religion. I got my church on because that's what we do, especially in this area. But I never really knew what it meant to be lost in sin and evil and intimidated by the fear of death. I I resisted God. I ran from God. And there came a moment where the good news of Jesus Christ just got compelling and clear to me, and I walked into it. Maybe it was a situation in life that had just absolutely decimated them in defeat. You're gonna see these stories. In fact, we have two stories that we wanna share with you before we see many stories. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this today. You're going to be standing, you're gonna be singing, and you're gonna be shouting a lot today. 
You're going to be clapping. You're going to be celebrating a lot today. If you don't like that, you will by the time you leave. You're like, man, I can't believe I just, I, I mean, I don't even sing at a karaoke. And you're going to be singing, you're going to be shouting, and you're going to be cheering because you're going to see men and women who are telling their story that we, we just realize is our inheritance from God. As always today, our response stations are going to be open at any time if you want to take communion, if you want to write out a prayer request, if you want to light an interse- intercessory candle just to say, I'm praying for this person. But right now, I want us to pray I want us to see some stories, and then I want to celebrate the victory that people are proclaiming an outward physical sign of transformation, a victory, and we get to be a part of it. Pray with me. Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, I pray that you would take over this moment. I pray that you would open up the mind and the heart of the cynic, that you would open up the clenched fist of that person who feels so rebellious towards you right now, so resistant to you, that you would just help them unclench their fist because they would know that you are not a father who tolerates them or likes them or is against them, but you are a father who is for them, even so much so that you brought them here in this moment today. I pray that you would let these stories that we see, that we read, as these men and women go under the water and they show us what it's like to have died to self, died to sin, died to evil, died to the fear of death and raised up out of that water as a symbol of resurrection into new life and eternity with you. I pray, Father, that every time that we see that and every moment is a reignite of our hearts for you. Take these songs, take these stories, and be honored and pleased with them. It is in Jesus' name that I pray this. Amen. That's beautiful. Can we give the Lord a hand right now? The Apostle Paul just remains standing. The Apostle Paul finishes this thought. He says, I am convinced Nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Nothing. Not even me. Not even me. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither fears for today nor worries about tomorrow. Think about the gravity of that statement. It's everything. It's the physical life that we lead. It's the spiritual war that we're in every day. It's the mind and the heart battle that we face. And Paul says, God will always rush in. He will always rush in. Say, I love you, I'm for you. Even when you can't be for yourself right now, I am for you. Mm. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us 
from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, nothing. Today, I think some of you are ready to step into that reality. Like me, 25 years ago, you tried religion, you tried rebellion, you tried hypocrisy, you tried it all. You've been in and out of relationships, you've been in and out of sin cycles, you've taken this drug, you've gone to this escape, you tried to get yourself together, you tried to get yourself in shape, you tried to get in in the right book, you tried to do whatever, and today you realize that you cannot do it, that it is your heavenly Father who's already done it for you through Jesus Christ. And where you have doubted and where you have not been able to plug the holes and bridge the gaps, all of a sudden, it all makes sense to you. Your doubt, your sin, your struggle has suddenly got so small and the reality and the love of God has gotten unavoidably clear to you. And if that is you today, I'm just gonna ask everybody just to bow your heads and close your eyes. I wanna help lead you into a belief and followership in Jesus Christ that nothing can take away from you. Nothing. You pray this, you declare this in your own words. Father, right now, I believe that you are God. You are my heavenly Father, that you created me, that you have sustained me all of these years of my life. And today, I stop running from you. I stop resisting you. I stop rebelling against you. I stop avoiding you. Today, I open my heart and my mind to you. I know that it is my sin that has separated me from you. And you have given your one and only son, Jesus Christ, to die on a cross for me. Today, I believe that wholeheartedly. I embrace that. I invite it to transform my heart and my mind as it is transforming my eternity. Thank you, God, for forgiving me. You just tell him that. You just express gratitude in this moment. You just say, God, thank you for rescuing me. And right now, in this same moment, you just say, God, would you allow your Holy Spirit to come into me, to guide me through the rest of my years, through all the struggle and the doubt, through all the disappointment that life will throw at me, that you, through your spirit, will remind me that I am your child, that I am forgiven, that I am invited to eternally live with you, to walk with you and talk with you forever, and that you are here and now in this moment, and you are, you are with me, and you are for me forever. With every eye still closed, if you, if you prayed that prayer today, would you just boldly raise your hand, just boldly right now, just so our care team, I see that, Anyone else? I see that. Today, you declared for the first time that you are done running from God, that you believe and follow Jesus. Okay. I want to celebrate two more people who passed from death to life. Sorry, four. Four people. Four. 
They are now, they are now, like so many people today, living victorious. If that was you today, and you are ready to declare in baptism that you're all in and you're going all out with Jesus Christ, if you were one of those four, we actually have provisions for you today to get baptized. And you can walk out of where you are and you can go to the back. There's some men and women back there with flashlights. They have a change of clothes for you and they will lead you right up to the baptismal. And today you can declare what these men and women have declared. If you today though, have believed and followed Jesus, maybe for seasons of your life, years, maybe even decades, but you've never declared through baptism that you are all in and that you're going all out for Jesus Christ. Today is the day for you too. And you can walk out of where you are right now, even as I'm speaking, and you can walk back there and you can say, you know what? I have, I've been ignorant to this. I've been avoiding this. I've been afraid of this. I didn't, I didn't really think this was the time for me. And, but now I know that, that it's the moment that I need to declare that I'm all in and I'm going all out for Jesus Christ in baptism. As we continue to sing, as we continue to respond, walk out of where you are and just walk to the back and just say, today's the day. As I said, we have a change of clothes for you. We have provisions for you. You can, you can go right up the steps and they will lead the way. Let's sing, let's continue to shout and celebrate what God has done, and let's proclaim the victory we have in Jesus Christ. Thanks so much for listening today. We believe that everyone has a next step towards Jesus, and we'd love to help you take yours. Email us at hello at brentwoodchurch.org or visit our website, brentwoodchurch.org slash next steps. Until next time, go change the world.